You are listening to the Pine Log Church Podcast, where believers in Jesus Christ are seeking to know God and to be fully known by God. As always, we thank all of our listeners for your faithfulness in supporting the ministry of Pine Log Church. You can give online by going to tithe.ly. We pray that you are blessed by the hearing chapter 6, verses 10 through 18. Hear the word of the Lord. A final word. Be strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that when you will be able, so that you will be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world. Against mighty powers in this dark world. And against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Therefore put on every piece of God's armor. So you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle you will still be standing firm. Stand your ground putting on the belt of truth. And the body armor of God's righteousness. For shoes put on the peace that comes from the good news. So that you will be be fully prepared. In addition to all these, hold up the shield of faith to stop the fiery arrows of the devil. Put on salvation as your helmet and take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Pray in the Spirit at all times on every occasion. Stay alert and be persistent in your prayers for all believers everywhere. This is the Word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Wow, we're in week three of the sermon series that we started out uh, called Strong in the Lord. And we're uh, in this season where everything seems strange and disoriented, where we're all bearing uh, additional weight. We're living in a new world than we were living in, a different world than we were living in uh, six months ago, eight months ago. And, uh, and so during this time when we're feeling the burden of all of this craziness around us, we're diving into Paul's letter. Uh, to the Ephesians, and we're learning how to be strong in the Lord by putting on the full armor of God. Uh, we established early in this series that we live in two different realms. We live in a seen world, and we live in an unseen world. We live in a spiritual kingdom and a physical realm, and there is a battle that is going on around us and oftentimes going on within us. Uh, and everything that we see around us is inextricably bound to this unseen world, uh, and we have to embrace this sort of binary biblical worldview that there is light and darkness, that there is good and there's evil, there is truth, and there are lies, there is humility and pride, faith and fear, hope and despair. There are two worlds within this biblical worldview, and today as we engage a, a subject that we might be struggling with, if all we can understand or see is this physical realm, then it's no wonder that we're struggling and in despair because there is an unseen world that is inextricably bound to all that we encounter, all that we endure. There is a spiritual war that underpins every material struggle that we encounter. Revelation 12, 7 actually says, and there was war in heaven. And there are evil forces around us every day. There are evil forces at work in the world, and, and the target is you. The target is me. 
The target is anyone who seeks to be a follower of Jesus Christ. And so we're learning in this series how we can actively participate in this spiritual war that's going on and uh, in this season and how we can engage in this battle uh, with all of the tools and all of the weapons and all of the artillery and preparedness that we need to lead us into victory in Jesus Christ. So last week we established uh, the necessity of truth in our lives, the belt of truth, the first piece of armor that we clothe ourselves in. Uh, and when we are grounded in the truth of Christ, we are strong at our core. We are strong at our core and we have the necessary foundation from which we can hang all of the other weapons that we need to do battle. Uh, and this week we're diving into the second piece of armor that Paul talks about uh, and addresses in his letter. I want to share a little story with you to sort of set it up. Uh, so Jack, my son, has been talking about playing football all summer. He's wanted to play football and he's never really played football a lot before. He played one season, but he, he wanted to play this year and he's been thinking about it all summer. He's been wanting to do it all summer. He's been uh, building up to this season and in the last couple of weeks we've started going to practice. And last Tuesday we went to get uh, weighed and weigh in and all this stuff. And, and so we did the weigh in process and we walked through and then we were going uh, to get pads. And he was having a little anxiety about these pads. And so Tuesday we were there and we were getting his helmet on and the coach fit it and made sure his chin strap was in the right place. And then, you know, we moved on to the next thing and, and he picked up these shoulder pads. And he picked up the shoulder pads and he placed them on Jack's shoulder and he whittled them around a little bit and then he clipped the thing in and then he cinched them tight around his chest and made sure that they were good and he patted them on the shoulders. And what do you think the first thing Jack did was? He didn't tag me. He started flexing, you know? He started flexing like he clenched his fist and sort of poked his chest out and bowed up just a little bit. When he saw that he had this piece of armor on his body, when he saw that he had this piece of equipment that protected his core, this breastplate, if you will, it was noticeable that he felt stronger, he felt enlivened, and he felt strengthened. It was recognizable that this protection that he placed on his chest, on his torso, did something within him. This is where we find ourselves today. As we talk about the body armor of God's righteousness, as we, some translations say the breastplate of righteousness, just like Jack and his football pads, uh, when we put on the breastplate of God's righteousness, it makes us noticeably stronger and more confident in the Lord. Uh, Paul says in verse 14, stand your ground putting on the belt of truth and the body armor of God's righteousness. And I love how the New Living Translation emphasizes whose righteousness it is. God's righteousness. Because if we're thinking in binary terms, if we're thinking in terms of this binary biblical world view, then there must be some other kind of righteousness. There is God's righteousness and there's self-righteousness, uh, which is one that a lot of us struggle with. There's humility and there's pride. Uh, and God's righteousness is what protects us from falling into this trap of self-righteousness, thinking that we can do it on our own. It, it produces holiness and it protects us from falling into the trap of, of thinking that we, we in, our, in and of our own power, have the ability to live fully into what God wants for our lives. Think about this. Body armor is what protects all of the vital organs. 
this breastplate. A soldier would already have a shield to hold up to protect them from head-on attacks, but unlike a shield, the breastplate of God's righteousness is intended to protect our core and protect those places on our body that are most vulnerable, our spiritual body that are most vulnerable from the unexpected attacks from the side and from the back, uh, the things that we don't see coming. It produces, it, it, those side attacks that sneak up on us, the ones that we're not looking out for, not, that are not head on with attacks that are from behind. No soldier is going to battle without body armor. It protects them in the places where they are most vulnerable. Most importantly, the breastplate protects their heart. Paul is telling us, if we are going to fully live into the truth of Christ, We've got to protect our hearts. Protect it from evil. Protect it from corruption. Protect it from the attacks of the enemy. Because that's the first place. In the context of spiritual warfare, protect your heart from unrighteousness by covering the core of yourself with the righteousness of God. So what is righteousness? This Greek word actually translated means it is upright living that aligns with the standards of God. Righteousness is purity of our heart. I love how one commentator described righteousness. It is the state of him who is as he ought to be. Or the state of her who is as she ought to be. It is purity of heart. And when we think about protecting our heart uh, in the physical sense, the heart is a pump. It is, and it is in its simplicity, it is the giver of life for all of us. Without the heart, we can't live uh, it serves to pump life through our veins, and in the same way, in the spiritual sense, the heart is the very source of the wellsprings of life. When we think of joy and hope and love, we think of the heart. When we talk about having a broken heart, we are saying that and implying that at the core of life, we have been fractured in some way. When we talk about having a heartache, uh, we are describing our biggest challenges in life. Uh, when we're dealing with failure, rejection, sin, regret, guilt, happiness, affection, joy, passion, all these things come from here. They come from our heart. The wellsprings of life. I love how King Solomon said in Proverbs 4.23, Above all else, guard your heart. Above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. The heart is so critical and God is saying protect your heart. You need to protect it because this is one of the main targets that our spiritual enemy aims for. This is one of the main targets that our spiritual enemy aims for because the enemy knows that if he can wound your heart then he can get into your head. And if he can get, get into your head and he can get into your heart then he's got you not where he wants you. Because he can muffle the sound of the Spirit of God trying to speak truth into your life. He can muffle God's voice and send you down a path of destruction. So how does our enemy do this? Zechariah is one of the minor prophets. Uh, it's actually, if you're in Matthew, you turn left and go back two books. It's, it's called a minor prophet, uh, not because it's any less important, but because it's less words. So there's a Several minor prophets in Scripture that are equally as significant as any other uh, writer in Scripture. Zechariah is two books back from Matthew's Gospel. 
And Zechariah, Zechariah 3, verse 1, the scripture says, Then the angel showed me Jeshua, the high priest standing before the angel of the Lord. The accuser, Satan, was there at the angel's right hand making accusations against Jeshua. Our spiritual enemy is the accuser. And one of the main ways he goes for your heart is by attacking you with things that have wounded your heart. This is what he does. This is what the accuser does. He is a deceiver and he is a liar. And he wants to twist things and make you think and believe that you are somehow excluded from God's grace. That whatever you have done is somehow too bad for God to forgive. Or whatever someone else has done to you is too much for you to forgive them. For some of us, it may be a regret that we have. Where is our central place of attack? It's a regret, a missed opportunity. It could be a failure that we've had that tends to creep into our lives or a rejection. It could be a weakness that we continuously fall into, whatever it may be. Maybe it's words of accusation that ring in your head that were planted in you long, long ago when you were young. Many of us today are dealing with a pain that our enemy wants to exploit because he goes for those places in us where he sees our uncertainty in God's presence. Those places where we feel like God has not yet redeemed. So we put on the full armor of God, the breastplate of righteousness that makes us strong and protects our hearts from these attacks. How do we do this? I just want to give you two big ideas of how we how we put on the breastplate of God's righteousness. First, the first thing we have to do is we have to affirm God's righteousness. We have to affirm God's standard. We affirm God's standard to be true and right. And in case you were wondering, God's standard says that nobody is too far gone. Nobody is too far from receiving grace upon grace. God's standard says that all who come to me will be saved. God's standard says that no one is too broken or too fractured or too dirty. God's standard says that love drives out fear and faith removes doubt. Zechariah says it best in that next verse. And the Lord said to Satan, I, the Lord, reject your accusations. Yes, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebukes you. This man is like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire. God's standard says that the lies of our spiritual enemy don't belong in our lives. They have no place. They're not welcome in the lies and deception. And God's standard says that accusations are not enough to withstand the power of the cross. So we affirm God's standard to be true. And then we take the next step, which is to align ourselves with that standard. We align ourselves with that standard. And if we're trying and we're struggling and we're working real hard and we're laboring to align ourselves with God's standard uh, and we're doing all these things that we think may be pleasing to God, then maybe we need to rethink our strategy because there is no amount of effort. There's no amount of trying, no amount of good works that will allow you to earn your way into God's righteousness, into God's grace. Righteousness is only attained through Jesus Christ. All have fallen short of the glory of God. We cannot earn it. We don't deserve it. So we align ourselves not by way 
personal endeavors, we align ourselves by surrendering to the transforming power of the Holy Spirit, by letting go, by growth and holiness, by leaning into the spiritual discipline, searching the scriptures, prayer, worship, pray unceasingly, by not resisting the Holy Spirit in our lives, who's trying to chisel away those pieces that don't belong. It's not about behavior management, it's an inside job. I want to close with this uh, this illustration from really the great artist Michelangelo. I don't know if everybody's probably heard of him. Uh, he's a great sculptor, an incredible artist, and he was asked how he was able to accomplish the sculpture of David. I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, with this sculpture, but what he responded was beautiful marble sculpture, uh, and he said David was already there. He said, all I had to do was carve away everything that was not made. Beneath the surface of this marble, this piece of marble was this beautiful sculpture. And all that had to be done was the pieces that didn't belong had to be chiseled away. God created each of you in his own perfect image. And every day the Holy Spirit is trying to chisel away pieces that don't belong to uncover the beautiful sculpture that lies beneath as we live perfectly into the image of Jesus Christ. And it may have been years that something has been trying to, that the Spirit has been trying to chip something away from you. Maybe today is the day that we need to let go. Maybe today is the day that we need to do some battle and put on the breastplate of righteousness. Paul said in closing in 2 Corinthians 5 21, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Let us pray. Almighty God, Prepare us to do battle. Help us to understand that as we struggle from time to time, as we encounter difficult situations, that we are in over our heads. That we're fighting a losing battle as long as we are trying to do it on our own. Help us to stop fighting this fight on our own, Lord, and help us to lean into your righteousness. Help us to step back and loosen our grip on these things that have kept us comfortable, this familiar pain that we may have. Help us allow you to chisel away the pieces that don't belong, that we may truly be the image of your son, Jesus Christ.